Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Belt Bell with Bobby Blaze. This is episode 58, When Pro Wrestling Went Too Far. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vollmer. And joining us now, the star of the show, Bobby Blaze. What's happening, Bobby? I love you, Melody, but please stop wearing your socks to bed. And for <laughs> fuck's sake, learn to make me some decent biscuits and gravy or your ass and I'll stay on all night again. I'm doing fine, all things considered, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, Tell man. her to take them socks off. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't even know they made socks that went with flip-flops, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, man, no, socks and sandals and socks and flip-flops, not cool, No. No, get out of here with that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's going to be back on here. It should be a fun episode, man. When pro wrestling went too far, wow, we've got some good stuff on this list. Yeah, well, at the very least, we got good stuff to talk about here. Yes. When you watch wrestling, you kind of, you you got you give them your suspension of disbelief because you know you're going to be watching some things that are going to be kind of hard to swallow. Like, why did that guy get hit in the face 15 times but he doesn't have a black eye the next week? You know, just there's stuff yep. that you just have to give them. But sometimes, just through breaking logic or <laughs> just being gross, they go too far. Right. And I like that you said breaking logic. Cause we had some, and I know we're not going to just go right into our honorable mentions or anything. But we had some that, you know, just really that we, we eliminated. I think we started off with about 14. We went up to about 20, 22. And, of course, we narrowed it down to our 10. But, yeah, some of them were just like, it just broke logic, man. So it wasn't even used to mention them probably. Yeah, you see them and you're like, that that's not how that works. It's like when, right. you know, I grew up as, you know, the son of a plumber. I was a plumber. And then I watch a sitcom and a guy flushes a toilet and the next thing you know, a sink explodes. That's not how plumbing works. That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got rid of some of that. Yeah. <laughs> but we did get down to a really good 10. Yeah, so. I think so. I think we've got a good 10 here. Now, before we get started, Bobby, I wanted to bring up a little something. Okay. You know, a lot of our customers and our customers, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, are in the same position as us. They're entrepreneurs and have side gigs and things they need to get going. But you sometimes run into things you can't do yourself, like maybe designing a graphic or a logo or a, getting a voiceover or having your stuff tweeted to 150,000 people. We've got a place you can go to get help there, and that's Fiverr. Yes. And you can go to tinyurl.com slash bbfiverr, just with the one R, but I did spell it differently than they spelled their official name there. But that'll get you over to Fiverr through our affiliate link, so if you do spend money, you help out the show, which is awesome. Also, if you need a voiceover or you need somebody to tweet your message out a couple of times to a lot of followers, you can hit up me and Bobby on there. And Bobby, why don't you tell them about our gigs? Yeah, well, our, Jeremy's got great voiceovers. I actually ordered some work from him this past week. Commercial, I'll be putting on Twitter here real soon. He's, of course, at Jeremy Vilmer. He'll give you that exact address in just a moment. Mine is uh, BobbyBlaze744. What I do is I'm doing a lot of tweets right now. Basically, I've my most recent gig, if you've got a podcast, for $5, I will advertise it on my Twitter account for uh, three days in a row, full ad if you got a graphic or your web link or whatever. Uh, I'm just doing a lot of podcasts. Um, of course, if you're a friend of the show and I'm already tweeting for you, uh, that's not going to change any, but this is just an outside gig. It's only $5 and you get usually you get three to five tweets over a three-day period. And then Jeremy, he done a tremendous 30-second commercial for me um, using his voiceover talents because he's got a tremendous voice as you all hear each and every week on his program. Why don't you just give those oh, links, sure. uh, Jeremy, to our individual. You already gave our, our um, affiliate account. Give them, give them the individual yeah, absolutely. Well, to find Bobby on Fiverr, go to fiverr.com slash bobbyblaze744, 
And then to find me, you go to fiverr.com slash Jeremy Vilmer. Uh, of course, my name's a little trickier, J-E-R-E-M-Y, and then Vilmer is V as in Victor, I-L, M as in Mary, U like Union, R as in Radar. And that will get you to our gigs on Fiverr. There you go. We appreciate that, too. So, um Let's get ready to jump. Do we have any shout outs? First? Well, you know what? Um, I, think I, I have one. I think I'm going to go ahead and do one because it's one we okay. left off the list and it's one that always made my brain hurt. I got to give a shout out to the time or this was actually an honorable mention. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead of myself. Go ahead and give okay. your shout out, Bobby. I just got one shout out. If, you're, if you um, like podcast, I'm going to be on uh, the Robin Slim show this uh, Wednesday evening, 830. That's a live podcast. I think they rebroadcast a couple of times throughout the week after that. But on Wednesday night, I'll be live from 830 until 9 uh, Eastern Standard Time. And that's uh, at Robin Slim. If you uh, follow them on Twitter, they've got a really pretty funny. They talk about a whole bunch of shit. It's just talking and bullshit. Good podcast that uh, myself and Jeremy's both been on before, as a few other people. They have a lot of good guests usually uh, during that four-hour period. But I will be on there talking, just talking smack and talking shit. Probably some pro wrestling and other stuff uh, this Wednesday evening at 8:30 Eastern Standard Time. So I want to give those guys a shout out for having me back on our show this coming week. So yeah, it's a good show. They land good guests. They're a lot of fun to talk to, and they're an entertaining listen. Yes. So check them out. You know, especially this Wednesday when Bobby's on there, go give Robin Slim a listen. There you go. That's my only shout out this week. Right. So go back to your honorable mention. I know you said you had one there. Well, so. yeah. So I'm going to go with the time that the giant fell to his death and then immediately showed up to wrestle a match afterwards. Yeah, you cover that because that was going to be mine as well. So let's get that. Oh. Out. But, no, no, no. We, we, uh, that was kind of the whole that whole time period there uh, around that time. That was just kind of what I was in my mind. So go ahead and tell them about that. And that, that's kind of how we arrived at the uh, this list. Is if it's too unrealistic, you just can't do it. I think even Tex mentioned that. Uh, on the list, you know, it, it wasn't worth putting on the list. So that's why it's kind of an honorable mention there. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them. I'm well, yeah, it's uh, take some time too. <laughs> Hogan and the Giant had a sumo monster truck match on top of a casino in Vegas, and then something happened where they ended up outside the trucks, and then the Giant fell off the roof, and then in the next segment of the show or the second half of the pay per view or whatever, he comes out to wrestle, and they never mention it again. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things you just like. Yeah, your suspense has been blown. You know, mm -hmm. you, like you said, the toilet water's coming out of sink, and it just don't work that way. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So yeah, that was that whole time period I was talking about as well when I was up there on the roofs with the limos and the the Hummers, and then it went to the monster trucks, and then people's getting pushed over and crushed, and this and that, and people spawn, and you know, still showing back up, like you said, in that one within the next hour, I guess, on that next segment, and that's just too unrealistic. And and uh, you know, when you like your suspense. You know, you like it just just a little bit, man. Let's let's make it, you know, as realistic as possible. But, you know, you have to suspend that belief just a little bit as well, as Jeremy mentioned on top of the show. So that's a real good honorable mention. This kind of let you know which direction the show is going in, folks, on some of these that, that were believable and some where pro wrestling just went way too fucking far. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and that's saying a mouthful. Uh, I guess I could also uh, another honorable mention be every time Triple H gets his hands on a sledgehammer. Because that's not how sledgehammers work. Yeah. <laughs> you don't put your hand over the end and then use that to drive a spike into the ground and shit. You know, that's the problem. Like, yeah, you don't you don't give wrestlers like machetes and shit they can't actually use, you know. Yeah. You just, you don't. You don't yeah. do it, yeah. Well, Bobby, let's get started with our yes. list. Why don't you give us number 10? Okay, number 10 is kind of a two for one. We're going to start with the original angle. It might have been done other places as well, but the first time. 
time that I think we both saw it um, was when Fritz von Erich faked the heart attack in WCCW. And, of course, it was a draw of people into the building and into the, the next event. And then, you know, just to, you try to get your ratings up, of course. But I guess Fritz faked the heart attack. And then and in 1998, uh, Flair done the same thing in WCW. And to me, that's just too far. So you can concentrate on either one of them. I was working for WCW, but I was not there at that, that particular night when that happened with Flair. But I do know, um, you know, there was a lot of phone calls and stuff to WCW. People was talking about the next day at the TV tapings. And of course, Flair was out, I guess, dancing later at night or at least having a good time, like, you know, only Flair can. But back to the original top, you know, one, Fritz. So let's talk a little bit about both of them if you want or just either or. So well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just tasteless to fake a heart attack. But also, if you if you're gonna fake a heart attack, take the guy off the road for a couple of days. Yeah. I had a heart attack. You're in the hospital for two or three days. You're not out yes. dancing that night. I can, See, I that's can, what I was thinking. I yeah. wouldn't do that personally. Uh, I'd be afraid I'd have one the next damn day. Oh know? yeah, yeah. I, mean, absolutely. I was gonna say, but you've had one, so you know, man. So you're out for the next two or three days. You're not on TV the next night, or yeah. or out dancing, like you said, or at the next event. Yeah. Well, and then uh, I, uh, the Fritz one is especially egregious. Now, I, I guess Kevin says that Fritz never faked a heart attack or whatever, but watch that. Watch it happen. Is every stereotypical seen-on-TV heart attack symptom comes up. Yeah. Also, several of Fritz's kids were dead by this point, and it just it just beat that fucking tragedy at WCW over the head repeatedly and yeah. then tried to cash in on it, which is just... I don't know. It's going too far. It's just going too far. No, I agree with you. You know, and the one thing I want to mention that we've talked about at the beginning of this, when we start doing this podcast together here, we're 58 episodes in. When we give this top 10, we're not not trying to shit on anyone or say anything bad or nasty or negative about anyone. We're just giving you our views and our opinions as to how far wrestling, you know, when it did go too far. And whether he did or didn't supposedly fake it or whatever, he gave every TV indication, like you said, you know, that this is what he's doing. He's having a heart attack. Yeah. And that's just too far. And um, like you said, with the tragedies in that family and stuff, it's just like, man, it's just, it, it to me, I just, it's tasteless. You know, there, is it worth the trade off of the ratings or yeah. uh, of, of drawing a, a, a crowd to your to your house shows or whatever it may be that you're trying to, you know, do? To me, it's just tasteless and it shouldn't be done. Yeah. You know, but I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying, hey, I wouldn't want to do it and I don't like it or didn't like it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And like you're saying there, you know, we, we try to not shit on anybody as much right. as possible. Um, and we both understand. I mean, look, we, we do this show almost every week live without a net, and we try to do from memory when possible, so we sometimes step on our own feet. So we get Absolutely. it. You, you try things, and not everything works, and we're just talking about times they didn't work. We're not saying they're terrible human beings. Right, absolutely. Yeah, except maybe in a couple cases here and there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's number tits. uh, Number tits. I look at Fritz and say ten. So tits. (laughs) (laughs) Number ten. The tits. uh, The Fritz von Eric heart attack. We tied in just a little bit too of uh, Flair doing it again uh, back in WCW. I know we've brought this number nine up one time before. I forgot even what we was doing. I think it's because we it was when we do love Roddy Piper. It was ten things uh, we love about Roddy Piper. Uh, I don't know how it came across on air because that was so many episodes ago and I could be wrong when it was when we was talking about it. Maybe it's worse gimmicks or something. I don't even know. I mean, it might be not why we loved Roddy Piper. But this one here, Jeremy, tell him what we're talking about on this particular Piper incident. That, that's just too far. A number of years back, Piper was working on a program with Bad News and uh, he, he came out to the ring or he went out for his interview before going to the ring in yeah. half blackface. 
Yep. You know, we're Americans. We've got a troubled history with blackface. I, I realize that maybe at the time this wouldn't have been considered tasteless, but I remember seeing it and thinking it was pretty damn tasteless. And I was a kid. Yeah. And, you know, I had that presence of mind to look at and go like, oh, not a good look, guys. Not a good yeah. look. Uh, me being a little bit older and seeing that I, the same way when I saw it, I was like, Ugh. you know, I know times have changed since. And so then it's probably just, you know, kind of walking across the tightrope there. Does it work? Does it not? But, you know, I, I didn't I didn't think it did. I thought it was completely unnecessary because I, I got all the the implications and ramifications of it. I was like, yeah, that's you know, you just don't do that. You know, yeah, um, I was old enough to, to understand it. You're talking about, you know, a couple years difference between our age and you're younger. You understood it. I like I damn sure understood it. So I know Piper and, and whoever ever approves it up there they damn sure knew what they was doing with it you know so yeah um, it, did it get over the time maybe but would it go too far yeah you know yeah and and i realized you know again we're looking at this back 30 25 30 years ago however long it's been but you know even then i just say that it's a little too much now i knew that i know they were using it to try to get them over which really seems weird yeah but yeah, I just it's just too much, and I remember thinking that at the time. You know what's that uh, saying? Um, I don't do too I don't know too much about the future, but the the past is looking brighter every day. It's kind of one of those things. We're looking back, like you said, thirty years ago, so we can we can look at it now and say, yeah, you know, um, we're going by memory. We go by old footage, maybe or old stories or what have you. But um, looking back on it, we we can see it perfectly now that you know maybe this wasn't the most tasteful thing to do. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, so number ten was Fritz Bacon Hardy attack number nine was piper wearing a black face which is going to take us to number eight and this is kind of a two for one as well but we're going to talk mainly about one of them because i think they done it first uh jeremy bring us up to number eight here no well, number eight is the time that uh, raven crucified sandman yep um, yeah, too far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but as ECW, I think they expect shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and, and trust know. me, at the time when I saw that, I thought it was cool. But now yeah. I'm a little, little older and not as iconoclastic, and definitely not as bloodthirsty, and not as willing just to offend you know 75 percent of the country right off the bat. Right. You know, I mean, this was this was bad enough that Kurt Angle, who was there that night and thinking about joining ECW, told him, if you show me on TV at this event, I will sue your asses. That's right. That's right. Good, good recall. That's why you're a professor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember when that took place. And I'm just, I don't know, anytime you cross that line, really just religion or or politics and things like that. I'm really, I'm, you got to be really careful with that. And I guess even that audience, you know, and just the people there probably did love it. But then, like you said, you're offending like 75% of the country the other way. I wasn't offended, but I, it's just something I didn't like. You know, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, the other one, when you, when you, because that was one of yours off your list, I think someone, I don't know if text or someone else off the, uh, the Twitter account, you know, sent one in using that as well. I know later on Stone Cold done it. Uh, with the Undertaker, did yep. Stone Cold get crucified as well during when Undertaker was he doing the Ministry of Darkness then or something? Maybe yeah. I don't know if that's the right time frame. But but you know then you got it on on a larger, much larger scale due to the TV and a production with WWE doing it uh, versus you know ECW, even though they had their you know big home crowd and and they was doing pay per views and you know pretty big company at the time. WC or WWE rather is much more huge and you're doing it you know on 
on mainstream on a on a pay per view or on a you know that's just way too much probably. Of course, you can get by more on a pay per view mm-hmm. and the manias and things. They they do you do have to push it. I understand that, and I know you have to get ratings. And you, so to me, when you're doing that kind of a you know crucifixion type thing again, it's just whether it's Raven and Sandman or or Undertaker doing the song Stone Cold. That's on those guys to make those decisions to do it. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I just think it went too far. You know, and that's right. just my opinion. First off, um, at least when they did it with the Undertaker, they crucified him. On the Undertaker symbol and not a wooden cross. Yeah. Kind of, I think, helps take the sting out of it a sure, little bit. Sure. A little bit. And, you know, Vince McMahon's never met a good idea he wouldn't steal. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. I think they stole a couple off this show. I think one or two, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm going I'm to tell you something, Jeremy. Guess what I'd done today before we went on the broadcast? You're not uh, going to believe what I did. You told Melody to get her feet off the coffee table. Well, that's one damn thing for us center out here so we could do this podcast. But while she was here, I watched uh, I watched Dolomite, uh, the original Dolomite from like 1975. And I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime, man, if you can believe that. Uh, I watched Prime this afternoon, well, this morning, this afternoon, and it was Dolomite. And I'd been meaning to watch it, and I streamed it off my Amazon Prime account. I just, I love my Amazon Prime. What can I say? Tell them about Amazon Prime, well, Jeremy. Cause Amazon- I, I watched it, and I, I watched it because I know there's a new one coming out. There's a new Eddie Murphy one coming out, a remake. And a lot of times I don't like remakes, but I wanted to kind of catch up because it'd been seen, it'd been a while since I saw Dolomite. So I just wanted to go back and watch it before the new one comes out to kind of refresh my memory. Anyway, I watched it on Prime. Go ahead. Oh, well, Amazon Prime, as you can tell, offers a lot. God, I haven't seen Dolomite in 20 years. <laughs> I haven't even thought of Rudy Ray Moore probably in 20 years. <laughs> Amazon Prime, you uh, you get a free 30-day trial by going to tinyurl.com slash Prime. That is our affiliate link. Uh, you help the show out a little bit by trying it out. You can cancel at any time. But for a low yearly, and I believe they do monthly fees now as well, you get free two-day shipping, in some markets, same-day shipping, and in some markets, you even get two-hour shipping. You get a vast library of movies and TV shows and videos to watch for free through your streaming, uh, through their streaming apps or accounts or whatever, however you sign into it, which includes Dolomite. Bob, you didn't notice if they had any of the Blackula movies, did you? I think they do. And also, uh, um, what's your favorite show on there? Uh, Corner Gas. Guess what? They've got a cartoon now. I, you know what, they, uh, they do, they do because that was announced, uh, when my ex-wife and I went up and we actually had dinner with the guy who played Hank on that show and his wife, right when that show was announced. So we were talking to him about him getting ready to start doing the uh, voiceovers for that. Well, there you go. I guess it's on there now. I know you like that particular program. Oh yeah. Great show. Great show. If you, if you haven't seen it and you like good, good sitcoms, check it out. Yep. And again, go to tinyurl.com backslash BB try prime. And that'd be great. If you did that, it'd be a good experience for you. 30 days, uh, no risk. Um, you're not putting out anything. You help the program out. Jeremy smiles. I smile. And after 30 days, if you're not satisfied, just cancel it. That's all you got to do, but we appreciate it very much. Again, tinyurl.com backslash BB try prime. That's right. That's that. Got to pay the bills, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, well, yeah, because uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get to Cauliflower Alley one of these days and hopefully meet up with some of our listeners. And to do that, we need some ad revenue, people. Absolutely, get out That's there. The thing. Yeah, um, you know some of these other podcasts. I, I 
just let you know, you know, I have their, their patrons and this and that. We opted not to do it at this point on the show. We're always, we always been keeping this show free and stuff, but anytime you can help the show, we appreciate it. The thing is when you're doing prime or you're, you're using one of the fiber affiliate accounts and type things like that, it's not that, uh, Jeremy or our hosting fees or anything. A lot of it's going right back into the program. Um, at this point, we, we haven't tried to make a dime off this program. We just put what we could. We had our GoFundMe. That money went to co-hosting fees for our monthly fee. So it's not like Jeremy or myself are trying to get rich or making a daggum dime off of it. It's just that, you know what? It would be nice because one of our goals is to eventually go out to Cauliflower Alley and uh, meet some of our listeners out there and, and enjoy a weekend of wrestling. So, um, or wrestling talk and get together or whatever. So that's just one of those things. Just so people know, we're not begging you to do these things, but it'd be nice if you do help out a little bit. We appreciate it. Absolutely. All yep. right. Let's keep rolling here. Yep. Um, okay. This one. <laughs> okay. Um, number seven, May Young giving birth to sexual chocolates, Mark Henry's hand baby, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Oh, man. I saw that. I, first of all, they did. So. May Young came back, uh, and the thing was, she, she performed, uh, hell, she had some matches. She showed her puppies, uh, you know, as they called them back then, mm -hmm. I guess she flashed her one. She took that big ass power bomb from one of the Dudleys and stuff. And you know, you know what? I thought, holy shit, what one tough broad, man. I oh, mean, yeah. all that, you know, <clears throat> and, and plus she had been a performer for years. Um, so to me, I was just like, uh, no, Nothing but respect for that level, you know. But then when you take it too far, of course you had to, you know, Mark Henry and she, he was doing a sexual chocolate thing. But then you're going to have an 80 year old lady giving birth. Um, not saying it couldn't happen, but just to a, a, a big hand or something, you know, gooey looking hand or what have you. Like, okay, you're taking it just a little bit too far here because, uh, she was pretty good and pretty funny, uh, when they did bring her back in there. And I think she went above and beyond to call duty, but having that hand, ugh. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out what they were trying to commute. Was that like a sex toy that got lost in there? Or Oh, you know what? Could have been. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like, I just don't know what they were trying to communicate, you know, with that storyline. It was just ridiculous looking. And then, yeah, it just, it looked like they, they just stuck that thing in a, like a 55 gallon drum of KY jelly and then whipped it out. You know, it was yeah. just, you know, and here's uh, the thing, Bobby may young had a, storied and fantastic career as a wrestler and yeah. as a woman in her what 70s or 80s at the time i think so yeah. was fucking tougher than most guys oh yeah then to put her through and i get she was willing to do it it's just it for me when i watch like jerry briscoe pat patterson may young get shit on <laughs> by the company yeah. that they they showing all this loyalty and openness to do this with and then they just turn around and just make fucking jokes out of them. it's hard for me to watch I agree. I agree. So that and one, that, that one is on the list for me because it goes over the line. Cause I just, it broke my brain in that. What are they trying to communicate with the hand? Yeah. There, a hand is not a human child. It's, you can't get pregnant and develop just a hand, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so then other than that, it's a sex toy that they got lost in there, I guess is the I other guess, thing yeah. it could have been. But either way, it's all just like gross. Yeah. <laughs> and, and defies logic completely. Yep. Well, that's why it's on this list. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to number six here. And that's when a big boss man, I think it was WrestleMania 15. I put a question mark by that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's when it was. But um, I guess when he was wrestling the Undertaker, again, I think it's around the time of the uh, Minister of Darkness. I could be wrong on that. I think he was more of a heel 
type character, both of them. I'm not sure how he was even working at boss man with just being boss man the way he was. Uh, but I guess they had the big blow off at the WrestleMania in a cage and uh, the noose was placed around boss man's neck. And I didn't go back and watch this. I'm just kind of going off of it. Uh, so as the cage rose up, I rose up rather or come above the ring or whatever, I guess the undertaker had attached his neck to a noose and boss man was hung. Is that correct? Or that's a little what, bit close to it. But yeah. That's the what I remember. Yeah. yeah they, as they raised the cage up, they, they put a, they put a noose around the boss man's neck and hanged him from it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if WWE realizes that once you're dead, much like the giant, you can't just show up again. I, yeah. I, I don't know why this is having so much trouble setting in on people. Yeah. When you are hanged, you are dead, 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 as the old judges used to say. Right. What are you trying to do here? Are you trying to communicate to the kids watching at home that hey, we just killed the guy on TV and you're a witness? Is that? Yeah. I mean, is that? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the way I look at it is like, uh, even if they're, they're killing off at angle, pun intended, you know, that's probably not the best way to do it is kill a man, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I don't know the time period. I'm just, I, again, I'm just, whether the guy's contract's up and he's just doing one final job before he goes to another company evening, you can't die on one TV program uh, and be a character on the next night on like, a, you know, when it's Raw and Nitro or, or Monday Night Wars and those type things. Um, I know you can on TV shows. You can be a different character. You can be on, you know, several different shows and be a character actor. But we're talking professional wrestling. And, and whether the boss man, you know, worked again the next night or went to another company or took three months off, you know, whatever, he's still the fact is like you said it conveyed the message of he's dead 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 there's no reason or no logic to okay now he can come back as a different character or as himself or work for a different company or what have you it's just it's just not in good taste you know it's just uh, you've got all those people live watching it and then of course you got the millions of viewers across the land watching on a pay-per-view it's just and one of the big not one of the biggest pay-per-views on on you know of the of the year each and every year and it's just, I don't know, just poor taste. That one of those things when pro wrestling went too far. <laughs> so that's that that made number six on our list. I just don't get things like that. Like I realize that McMahon doesn't care about kayfabe or, you know, even trying to keep you think what's good, what you're watching is realistic, but all the stuff where people die or, you know <laughs> I mean, just how do you how do you go forward from that? I mean, I don't know if you keep the guy on payroll, what are you going to put him under a hood for the next 15 years? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh no. And, and you know, the last time I checked, hanging somebody was illegal. There you go. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just go throw a noose around some dude. Cause you had a fight and don't like him, you know? Yeah. Uh, pretty yeah, sure they no call, logic. Like yeah. Said. Pretty sure they call that murder. Yep. <laughs> and we need to say that cause we got another, it could be really close to that. Actually. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump to number five. I'll let you introduce this one. I, I remember this a little bit. And, um, and you got folks just before Jeremy announced this next. We got to remember the time frame, too, and then we'll go from there. So. Yeah. Well, this would have been what? This would have been 17, 18 years ago. Yeah, and that's um, right. yeah. And look, our society has changed quite a bit in the last 20 years. And uh, I think we went from 10% of the population being for gay marriage to like 60% in a five year span. But way back in the olden times of the early 2000s, Billy and Chuck were going to get gay married on an episode of Raw. Then during the, the during the ceremony, it turns out this was some plan foisted upon them by their evil gay manager, Rico. 
And then it turns out that the minister was Eric Bischoff anyways, and then uh, the, you know, the modern Samoan SWAT team basically came out and just smashed the ring with these two guys. <sighs> so going into this, Glad was like on the WWE side saying, hey, look, positive media representation of a gay couple. In the mainstream, I mean, even though I think only 15 people were still watching wrestling at this point. But, <laughs> you know, they were, like, for it, and then they, they did this, and then Glad, like, pulled their name off everything and, like, you know, formally complained about it. And yeah, it was just, I'm, I, I get it's a wrestling show, you, you need to have conflict and things, but I'm sure there's a better way to do this. Yeah, I think so, too. And, of course, like you said, our society has come a long way. <clears throat> And people should be able to love who they want to love. And if they want to get married and they're happy, that's hey, good luck to you, you know, mm -hmm. you know, to exploit it like that, especially at that time. And then go one way and come back another way and then making fun of it, then not making fun of it. It's just one of those things. Again, it's it probably just went a little bit too far. Like I said, plus when you again, we're talking about just suspension of belief kind of thing is, uh, OK, so you've got uh, the quote gay manager that that's talked him into it. Or then you got the minister as Bischoff. Um, and we didn't go into that this week. What took place and i'm just gonna leave it out there at that uh with with all the stuff going on with the aw and wwe and the nwa power we'll talk about that in another program we just been really you know getting concentrating on on this one here um but yeah bischoff being a minister of it and oh man it's just one of those things where um I don't know. It's just to me, it's like at that time, I don't think, like you said, you said, what, 10 percent of America at that time probably was. And now it's up quite a bit. But I don't think people are ready to sit there and see, you know, two grown men kissing on TV at that particular time on their wrestling program, on their yeah. wrestling program. Let me emphasize that, you know. So anyway, that's uh, well, that's that a was, good number yeah, five. That was the thing. <laughs> it, they, they did this just to stoke people up because you got to remember, this was around the time. To get Bush reelected, Republicans in every state pushed to have anti-gay marriage measures put on their state ballots to get Republican and Christian turnout. This was a hot-button issue at this point still. I mean, nowadays, I think, for the most part, most of us would be like, nah, whatever, you know, because I've got married gay friends now. Back then, you didn't because it was still illegal. Right. Uh, so it was done just to soak people up and cause a problem. And here's the thing, again... Lots of lots of people in wrestling are gay. Pat Patterson has been openly gay since like the eighties. And he works for Vince McMahon. And I'm sure, you know, he stands there and he, you know, fucking he has to just laugh his shit off because that's your job. Yeah. You know. Yep, probably. Yeah. And that's just kinda I don't know, man. It just strikes well, me wrong. Kind of what you said earlier. Vince hasn't had a good idea across his table. He hasn't at least willing to try it, you know, see yep. what happens with it. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, so maybe that's one of those things that's thought, well, let's just give us a try and see what happens, you know, throw some, throw some spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so number five, I'm going to go back through them real quick. Yeah. Number 10, the Fritz Von Erich heart attack, and then we also mentioned Flair's in there in WCW, uh, Piper doing the blackface, the ECW, uh, Crucifixion of Raven versus Sandman, and also we mentioned the Undertaker and Stone Cold on that. Uh, May Young giving birth to a hand, that one there, whoa. Uh, then we talked about Boss Man being hung from a cage uh, by um, the Undertaker, and you just now heard number five, that was number six, number five being WWE with uh, Billy and Chuck Gay Mary. While we're talking about that, um, we've got a YouTube channel I think needs plugged. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so, our YouTube is actually growing quite quickly. Tex has been a little bit busy. You know, Tex down in the boiler room has been a little bit busy with his regular life. So, yes. you know, production slowed down on the videos a little bit right I now. I know what happened on that. Let me interrupt you there. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have fucking sent that TV down. 
down there during college football season. Oh. That's what's happened. And then we, we let them down in that boiler room. We, we was trying to, we sent him some lunch. We sent him some water. We sent him some flies as needed. How he splices and cuts and puts this stuff together. He's down there busting his ass. I understand that. So we said, you know what? Let's at least give the guy a TV. And we do, but we give it to him during fucking college football. Yeah. And of course, he's a big South Carolina SEC fan. And, you know, hey, I'm an SEC fan too. And I watch my share of college football, but not like that damn Tex. And I guess he's just busy, busy, busy watching his college football. But Tex, Thank you very much for everything you do, and we appreciate the YouTube channel. I'll let Jeremy continue. <laughs> uh, does, does that make us uh, football widows, Bobby? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so Tex has been doing this, and initially he just contacted us as a fan saying, hey, you know, I have done some TV production, and here's some videos I made. Do you mind if I put them on YouTube? And they were good. I, he, what he does is he takes and recontextualizes a lot of what we says, what we say, and sometimes he points out errors we made or or facts we may have bumped over a little bit right. just to make our point. Uh, but he will take a segment of the show and break it down into a piece by itself and contextualize it with behind the scenes info, uh, footage from from what we're talking about. Uh, maybe a little fact finding. If we didn't know the answer to something, he'll go and put a, a text on the screen saying what it was. Right. It's really good stuff. So if you uh, get a chance, go check us out on YouTube at tinyurl.com slash video. Take a look at our handiwork on there. Me and Bobby sound great, and Texas uh, visuals look great. Absolutely. He does a tremendous job. And so um, just keep it up. Uh, he does. He's in the middle of actually doing. We've got our top ten uh Pro uh, football players that became professional wrestlers, and I know he's working, I think, on number five, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So we have those tremendous lists up there of, you know, legitimate badasses. Some of those have got, gotten over 150,000 views. That's a, a testimony to Texas work right there into the, into the YouTube channel. Um, we've got uh, top managers, regional baby faces, regional heels. Um, the women that we've, you know, we've done very tastefully in Valentine's Day about putting them over. Again, it's at tinyurl.com backslash video, And I do know he is working on some things that will be out later this month, uh, if not the first of next month. So we appreciate your text and um, uh, a text, not text. <laughs> um, and uh, keep up the good work down there in the uh, boiler room and enjoy all the fucking college football you want, buddy. You've got it. You've earned it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, get over to YouTube. Check us out. There's lots of good stuff on there. And if you're anything like me, you'll end up falling down a four-month-long wrestling hole in YouTube anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've both been there, and I'm sure Tex has, too, doing all that research for um, us. So. I am certain yeah. of it. And I'm sure some of our listeners do, and that's a good thing, man. You know, hell, every once in a while, take some time just watch one or two people or certain time periods or certain programs like the Memphis wrestling or the old, you know, WWF or whatever it is you want to watch, you know, just, it's a good thing. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week and I mentioned a little bit earlier. This is a really good time to be a pro wrestling fan. And if you don't find something that you like on a pay-per-view or on a weekly basis or what have you go to YouTube, uh, look up our videos or look up any of those because it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, you know, and, um, that's it, a good thing. You know, it really so, is. Anyway. Um, I have been enjoying the hell out of NWA. Just yeah, I, I get as well. I get just enough like actual athletic wrestling competition. Um, plus like a little kick of nostalgia. It's it's yeah. You know it's it's like, yeah it is it's it's like having Jim Crockett back a little bit. You know. Yep. 
I like it. I like it. I, I, I was really big on that first episode. I watched the second episode, and I have to tell you, I'm looking forward to this Tuesday at 6.05, you know. Um, you can watch it on Facebook or YouTube. I, I choose to watch it on YouTube, and um, I'm real happy if that one hour of wrestling I get because it reminds me of wrestling, you know, yeah. the way I like it. <laughs> well, and, you know, the thing uh, is, when it ends, I want more. I gotta yeah. wait till next week. But with with you know, and I remember the days from like Nitro and Raw when both shows were three fucking. God damn, I don't have six hours to watch wrestling on a Monday night. Right. You know, but I can tell you what, I'll 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 hold my breath for a week to watch another hour of NWA right now. Yep, I am too. I know they've got another couple of shows in the can. I know they're shooting some more again in December. So uh, yeah, I'll keep looking forward to it, man. Yeah, you know, so, Bobby, let me good. let me ask you because you you've, you've yeah. done this kind of thing before, so. I guess what they're doing is they're filming like eight episodes in a weekend and then releasing them for two months and then filming again, right? Yeah, that's my understanding uh, because I know, like, I don't think it's any spoiler to any of our listeners. I know, like, the Rock and Roll Express has won the uh, nine times NWA World Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Well, that hasn't aired yet, and that's one of the things I do like about it. Some of the stuff that 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 hasn't aired, even though we have social media today, they haven't really overexposed all the other stuff that's happened on the on the next few tapings. I like that. Um, I'm looking forward to it, even though I might know a little bit about this, a little bit about. But basically, what you do, you go into the studio, and of course, this is studio wrestling, and they're taking you know, I, like you said, I don't know if they're doing six or eight. I would imagine it would be eight because they did September and October at the 30th and the 1st. So that was two days. And the next ad I saw was for um, a December date. So I would imagine they got about eight weeks of tapings in, in the can, you know. So you go down there, they probably shot four or five hours, probably six, actually. And that's you're talking when you do that, guys, that's a 10 or 12, maybe a 14 hour day. Production has to get there. Um, the wrestlers have to get there. you got a lot of stuff to do. But I would imagine. Imagine they shot four on one day, four, four hours worth of TV, and then four hours on another day, and also put in the filler stuff, anything they, you know, any other stuff they put behind the scenes that's going on. It, it's a long day. Yeah. But while that one hour is being taped, yeah, you're out there in front of that live studio audience, and um, that's the only difference. You're there at the live studio audience, and you're watching it just like they did back in the day uh, live, and then they're just, you know, rebroadcasting it on uh, as a studio product, again, Facebook or um, YouTube. But, yeah, I don't know that for a fact that they've done four and four, but I would imagine that's what they did, Jeremy. Yeah, I was just I was curious about that because, like, you know, back in the old days, something would get ruined by that. You'd find out that somebody was going to be TV champion, and then, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. These days, I think, because the way social, like you're saying, social media is like you don't put everything out, but if there's something big, you let it out of the bag. That may yeah. get people to watch that episode when it comes out. Absolutely. And, you know, back when we shot like the worldwide tapings, those were shot for three months at a time. You're talking about being in Orlando for like 10, 10 days in a row and you're shooting five programs a day. You know, so you're talking about 50 to 58 programs, depending on how many do each day. But generally it's about uh, five or sometimes I got six in, depending on match segments. But uh, you're talking about, you know, Again, 50 to 58 probably over a three month period, but a lot of those things on the worldwide, they didn't, they didn't get into some guys may or may not have left the company, you know, jump ship or whatever had been released or what have you. And maybe they wasn't a former champion or whatever, but uh, they still shot those segments because it was worldwide. And I don't think a whole lot was given away. And like I said, with social media now, it, it's good that you, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Ricky Robert on air um, to win the tag team titles, even though nine times out of 10, I don't even want to know the outcome. 
outcome of a match, you know. But to me, that's big news that they're nine-time world champions. So that's not going to tear me from watching that particular episode. Because at this point, I've watched two episodes, and I haven't seen them. So guess what? I'm still looking forward to seeing my friends come out on her. Plus another couple of matches I know uh, that I heard were really good matches. And I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of guys work that I've heard about that I haven't had the pleasure of seeing yet. Mm-hmm. So, again, whether you put it on social media for me or not, and I'm going to throw this out to Jeremy. I'm on Twitter at BobbyBlade744. Jeremy's on at the Geekish Cast, and then we've got a joint account, Bell to Bell, to Bell Blaze. Those are all on Twitter. Uh, there's a Facebook group. I do know that. I, I'm not involved in that, but that's a good thing that it's out there. Um, but w- being back to the, the thing at hand, even though I know those some of those outcomes and the matches have already taken place, you know, uh, end of last month, first of, first of this month, I'm still going to watch the program because I'm that much interested in it, you know. So there's no spoiler alert there for me. So yeah. Um, you know, also, um, I think, uh, Nick Aldis is ducking James Storm. I just, you know, I got to get that. Yeah, I can see that building up, man. I I see that building up. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, like I said, each week so far has kind of left me, okay, I can wait the next week now, you know. Yeah. Something to do on a Tuesday evening. Oh, yeah. No, it's fun. And also, I I did see where uh, James Storm uh, landed that super kick on Josephus, and then before he fell to the ground, he grabbed him and stuck the guy's own thumb in his mouth and then laid him down. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the coolest things I'd seen in a while. That yeah, was just that was stuff, a hell of a knockout. All right, let's get back to this list, yeah, shall we? Yeah, let's go way back when. We're going to go all the way back to like about 1996, I think it is. No, 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 that was two, when was that? This 2000, was 2007, yeah. 2007, yeah. Um, yeah, you, 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 you brought this to my attention. You said, this one needs to be on, on the program. And I was sitting there going, um, I was trying to think about it, and I was – I was taken away. We talked a bit off air. I'm going to go ahead and mention it because I know another tragedy. I thought it happened either that day or right around that same time period. And then you, you clarified it. I'm going to let you clarify it. I'll just throw it out there. Vince gets blown up. His limo gets blown up. And the way Jeremy worded this uh, in the message to me about a CEO of a company and also the, the other thing that took place that was on my mind, I was like, uh, yes, yeah, so that was what year? 2007? Is that what you said? That was, yeah, it was 2007. Okay, so Vince's limo gets blown up, correct? Yes. It was at the end of the show. He's walking out doing kind of like a walk of shame while everybody's like lined up to, I don't know, see him off. And then he gets in the limo and kaboom. Kaboom, yeah. And I was thinking that was a night that another tragedy took place in wrestling that we hardly ever talk about or here. We probably won't go into it too much detail. But then you brought to my attention that the other thing actually happened the following week, correct? Yes. The other thing uh, happened the following week, and that's why they had to suddenly drop this angle. <clears throat> but this is one of those ones I, I don't get. So you show him blow up on air in what is ostensibly a real-life program. He's the CEO of a billion-dollar corporation that is publicly traded. What, what? Where were you going with this? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm wondering too, and I don't know if the other tragedy does not take place. I still don't know what they're going to do because Vince is going to be around at some capacity, one way or the other. So um, I don't think he. I don't. He, when you like you said, you're talking about murdering someone. Someone just got murdered on live TV. Yeah, basically. Uh, and maybe, you know, him being doing the walk of shame kind of thing, you know, whatever. And then boom, and then next week they're back and he's back, of course. Uh, something else, like so we took about the, the other tragedy, uh, kind of just, you know, everyone's, I don't know. It's oh, just, just crazy. Let, yeah, just let but, the air um, out of everything. Yeah. And so I think when 
So Vince, if nothing else, I guess it helped at some point or another. Whether this was part of that, I don't know. Is that's when he became kind of a Mr. McMahon type. He started doing his more heel persona and stuff. Is that correct? Um, Didn't that shortly happen after? I mean, I mean, that was after the fact, not necessarily from that angle. I'm just saying we got to see Vince. No, that was before that, correct? Yeah, he was. He'd been doing it probably okay. for seven or eight. So he was already doing that, yeah. but so the idea was if he does get killed, that's why I'm wondering what was the what was the implication that if he gets killed, was he not going to be on TV as Mr. McMahon, or was he going to come back as Vince? Was he going to resurrect himself, or was he just going to stay behind the scenes? Because obviously he wasn't ready to give up the company back at that time, and he's still holding on to it, you know. So I mean, I know he's let Triple H do a whole lot, and and Stephanie do a whole lot, but. Oh seven. What was what was going to happen if if something if the other tragedy didn't happen in real life, and you're seeing someone being blown up on TV, um, and we're talking about wrestling going too far? What was Vince's end game on that? Do you have any idea where that could have went? I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I don't know where you go with that. I mean, you have him blow up at mm-hmm. some point. Look, at some point he's going to be in the news or something. Right. And now you, I mean, do you just, I mean, like, do you just act like it never happened, which the WWF or WWE does with storylines all the time. They just like, oh, yeah, we'll just never mention that happening again. And in three, four years, people forget it anyways. Yeah. But I just, I don't get like, okay, so now we're all witness to a murder on television. Right. Is this going to be a CSI show for the next (laughs) year? I mean, what? You know. I don't know. Again, you're talking about a CEO of a corporation being blown up, so you're going to know that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to yeah. hit the mainstream news or whatever. So, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know what the end game was. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's just one of those times. I'm going to live at this. It's just one of those times that pro wrestling went too far, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, where do you, there, you left yourself nowhere to go? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way I see it. I mean, now. You know, that's kind of what we're talking about. You're right. You left nowhere to go. You've kind of painted yourself in a corner, if you will. And I guess the only justification for them is, hey, we're the WWE. We're going to do what the fuck we want to do. And, and like you said, in two or three months or two or three years, uh, they'll bring it back with someone else or something else or, or what have you. I, I don't know. Um, like I said, maybe it's become the CSI episode. I, you know, yeah, fuck just, it. right now, you know what it is? It's a cold case file, by God. Yes, it is. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that and jump to number number three. How's that? Number three. Yes. Brian Pillman's got a gun. Yeah, Pillman's got a gun, man. Huh. Yep, everybody uh, run. Pillman's got a gun. I guess involved in with, uh, yeah, Steve, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I remember watching that. Uh, it's just one of those things you go too far. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about it, Joe. I, I know that was a 96 one, if I'm not mistaken. That was a 96. Yeah. And what was it? So Brian Pillman's at his home, and what was that guy's name? Kevin Kelly? Kevin Kelly. Kelly, yeah. was there interviewing some. There's a camera crew and an interviewer and Brian Pillman and his family and then a bunch of Brian Pillman's friends surrounding the house because Stone Cold's coming to get him. And apparently whatever state Brian Pillman lives in doesn't have a police force, anti-stalking laws. Um, You know, the assault is apparently perfectly okay. Breaking and entering doesn't matter. I don't know where this is. Um, It's in the South, I'm assuming. Uh, I've never heard of a state (laughs) that exists. Yeah. I've never heard of a state that exists in this, in this kind of way, but apparently, you know, if somebody's coming to get you, you bring out the WWF there and that's what you do. 
That's it. Well, it, it actually did take place in Kentucky, up in northern Kentucky. Uh, you know, Brian Pillman played for the Cincinnati Bengals a couple years there, and he went to school at the University of Miami. And so he, he's he's locally grown, if you will. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he was living on the Kentucky side uh, of, of the river down there in Ohio, metropolitan. Uh, that's now going to be called, actually, it's a greater Cincinnati area, and they're also going to have the uh, the the northern Kentucky one, I think is what's going to be called, something like that. We're at whole area up there. It's a real big area. But it was in Kentucky, like you said. Uh, yeah, we have guns here in Kentucky, Jeremy. Just mm-hmm. so you know, I just don't know if you 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 hire the. Um, I think they shot that out in Indiana. Actually, is where the WWF was running that week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where the TV was. If I read it right. So again, it's uh, not too far. You're only talking a couple hours drive over to Indianapolis from Cincinnati area. Uh, so wherever they was at in in Indiana, Indiana rather shooting at, I'm sure it, so it doesn't put them too far from uh, Pillman's home. Now, do you go ahead and call? the camera crew i'm not sure about that yeah. uh, so you know send over um some goof to record this uh someone's about to break into my home uh so yeah um again kentucky people a lot of them uh have guns in their home mm-hmm. um that's your right at this point uh but yeah i don't know if you call the camera crew and say someone's come to get me and have all that stuff filmed or not but that's kind of what took place and i was I recall something about was someone in bed with someone? What was all that whole? There was a whole angle about around all this, right? Oh, there was, yeah, there was like a whole build up to it, and I mean, it started with what. So I guess if I if I remember right, because you know Pillman and Austin were a tag team in WCW. Yes. Um, and so when Pillman first gets the WWE or WWF at the time. He goes and teams up with Austin, and then he's basically playing his lackey, and then he starts siding more and more with Bret Hart. So, I don't know. It's, the whole thing was just kind of dumb. And I went back and read a little bit about it this morning, just trying to remember things. Yeah. And the more I read about it, I was like, this this whole thing gets stupider the more you look at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, Austin's coming to get him. Brian Pillman brandishes a firearm a few times. Also, you know what? We got guns here in Northern California too, Bobby. I've oh got, yeah. Yeah. I got sure. a, I got a three fifty seven loaded with 38 hollow points in my uh, bedside table drawer <laughs> just in case. Um, yeah. uh, I grew up shit. I, I got my first gun when I was six, <laughs> you know, Damn. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but so he brandishes a firearm and then stone cold gets there and then there's a little scuffle and then, Camera goes down, and Kevin Kelly says he hears a couple explosions, and then somebody's dragging Stone Cold out of the house, and Brian Pillman's got a gun on him, and then Brian Pillman says, get out of the fucking way, and that's what ended up killing the bit. He said it on live TV. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess also, you know, just kind of remember back, so I guess Stone Cold's outside the house making a shitload of noise, beating up the camera crew or whatever to go inside the house which you probably wouldn't do if you're trying to go after someone. You probably want to be a little more sneaky and this and that. Again, if we just went too far trying to over-dramatization, making a, a, a TV show out of a wrestling show, if yeah. that makes sense. Not not being a wrestling show about wrestling. It was a, a, te- a television show that had a wrestling element, in it. or in this case, there was no wrestling, just just wrestlers involved in the in the actual angle that should be taking place in the ring. But So Stone Cold goes to his house, and Pillman's being interviewed with his wife and this and that, and eventually... You know, he just, like you said, shows up and Pillman's got a gun, you know. So, um, to me, it's just too far. Uh, I don't know. Um, he's sitting there with the gun being interviewed, you know, and it's just, 
I don't know. Um, and again, at this point, I, I know this is a little bit, if it's not attitude era, it's, era, it's just the, be, the beginning of it, if I'm not mistaken, that 95, 96, 97, that's kind of, kind of the time frame. Again, I know it's a, uh, at one point, WWF or WWE was a, you know, target market, you know, a lot of kids and stuff back in the 80s doing the superstar stuff. So again, some of the guys that were younger that was growing up and, and watching and developing with the product are now in their teens or early 20s. And the product does change over that 10 or 15 year period, the whole attitude thing. But again, bringing a gun on TV, um, probably not the most appropriate thing if you still had a, a smaller or younger audience. But at that point, you know, you still got some of those, those guys, like I said, lingering around. As wrestling fans, that demographic at that point probably was 17 to 34. That still not might be the best target audience to show people hanging themselves, uh, uh, a lady having you know giving birth to a fucking hand, uh, gay marriages at that time, or someone pulling a fucking gun on someone at that time. Well, so yeah, uh, just, home invasions it, and guns, you know, that's just, yeah. uh, that needs to be a CSI or a fucking cold case TV show, not a fucking wrestling show. Well, that's the thing. It's okay. So it, it, going back to what I said about a machete, don't put something in a wrestler's hand they can't yeah. use. You know, that's the problem with the sledgehammer with Triple H. He gets a hold of the sledgehammer and you're thinking, oh, fuck, somebody's in trouble. And then he puts his hand on the end of it and rams him. Yeah. Okay. All right. So why did you do that? Why not just pick up a chair? It didn't have yeah. to be a sledgehammer. You could have given him any any blunt object would have worked. Yeah. And now, something. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, but now you put a gun in this guy's hand and, and Brian Pillman's supposed to be this loose cannon. Right. And some dude's breaking into his house. Any of us would shoot somebody for kicking in our front door. If the gun's already in your hand, you're going to open fire. It's a pistol. You shoot them a bunch of times, you keep shooting them until they hit the ground. Boom. Done. End of story. Where the hell were you going with this story? Where, yeah, I, what again, was I don't your know. game plan? Yeah. I don't know. It's one of the, and here's the thing. I know it's, I know it's taking place at his home and it's outside there. Again, you got the recording people out there. So again, to, to me at that point, at, at, even though it's a, a little vignette or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things where it just went too far because you're outside the wrestling arena, you're outside the wrestling ring, and you don't have a really an end game other than someone could get shot and killed or probably would have been uh, shot and killed. Uh, or, or at least shot and wounded. Uh, where do you go with it? I don't know, but there's, there's really no end game. And like you're using the Triple H thing with Sledgehammer thing, I, I know, like, and, and, and to me, people that use ladders, chairs, tables, and things like that. Okay, yeah, originally, you're looking at stuff that can be used that's around the ring that's accessible if you're a cheating heel. Yes. Or you've got that hot finish. Okay, well then, yeah, you know what? I've been around enough wrestling rings. You probably do have a toolbox underneath there. So someone at some point might have grabbed the screwdriver or a, a, a ball pin hammer or something. You know, uh, that's one thing. And again, the chair is available. Um, but then, um, okay. Why is there the fucking ladder there? Okay. Maybe you're putting a, a belt up or a pole match or, you know, something like it. Possibly, uh, tables are always around there. Again, you got to suspend your belief a little bit, but uh, when you're going outside the arena and talking, uh, there's probably not a sledgehammer there. There may be one in the back, uh, you know, of the arena. They may need one to drive some poles out front or something. I don't 
don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. But again, you're talking about to try to keep it somewhat believable and not suspend your belief too much. You just, I don't know. Again, it was a vignette. Um, I'm just stumbling there saying this. When we said number three is Pillman's got a gun. That's when one of those days pro wrestling just went too far, man. Yeah. Was, um, so that's kind of our topic. And I'm just going to leave it at that for the Pillman thing. Cause I don't think they had an end game. Yeah. You know? I, I just, don't. I don't get where you're going with that. Um, yeah. I guess long and short of this is keep your wrestling action in the wrestling ring or on the stage across the, across the walkway from it. Don't, yeah. you know, unless you've got something really specific to do, don't go to somebody's house. Uh, that shit with the four horsemen breaking Dusty's <laughs> hand, that was kind of dumb too. Um, you know, well, let's, let's keep moving. Cause I'm sure let's I can, keep moving. I'm sure yeah. I can talk about that for an hour, but yeah. Well, you know, but here's the thing, our, our audience, our fans, and we appreciate y'all listening to the podcast each and every week we do. Um, I think they know we, we talk a lot about trying to make it and keep it realistic and keep it more like a professional wrestling style, not a sports <laughs> oh, God. Uh, gimmick. Yeah. So anyway, Jeremy, I'm gonna leave it at that. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you something. Mm-hmm. Before we go to number two and number one, let me just give us our show a little plug here each and every week. I do this, or Jeremy will. I'm going to throw it to myself real quick. I've got two books. They're both available on Amazon. i got Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost Will Travel. And I've got my second book. I, I, I kicked that on to the Educational Wrestler. Um, right now, you know, by the time you hear this, you'll only be a few weeks away from Christmas, folks. You'll be at the end of uh, uh, middle, end of October by the time you hear this. <clears throat> So uh, if you already got one of my books, get one for a wrestling fan in your family or one of your friends that may like some old school wrestling stories. The way you do it, if you want Pin Me, Pay Me, that's my first book. Again, you can go to Amazon. You can download them. Or if you'd like, you could help out the program. And I, I know the professor over there appreciate this, as I mentioned earlier, and so would I. He gets a smile on his face because we get a dollar or two to help our uh, co-hosting fees. I get a smile because I get a dollar or two for selling a book to you, but I'm not trying to sell you one. I'm just letting you know they're out there. Um, some of the other podcasts have given books away. There's going to be a next in the next few weeks. We're going to give a couple away on this program. I'm not sure how we're going to do it in this program, but, uh, but I am going to give a couple books away. Um, just just to kind of, just for being loyal listeners, there's a chance, again, we haven't come up with the way we're going to do this, but I am going to give a couple away prior to Christmas. But in the meantime, go to tinyurl.com backslash blazebook1, and you can get pin me, pay me. If you go to tinyurl.com backslash blazebook2, you can get I kicked out on two, the educational wrestler. Again, put a smile on a professor's face, put a smile on my face. Um, I don't know how many listeners out there out of 2,000 or so that listen each and every uh, month or so. Um, your chances of winning one is, you know, you do the math. But, uh, again, I'm going to give a couple away. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, if you'd like to purchase one, please do. Go to tinyurl.com backslash blazebook1 or tinyurl.com backslash blazebook2. And I'm going to shut up about the books, Jeremy. Oh, so. no. it's You know what? Here's the thing. A part of the the purpose of this show is to be a vehicle to help sell your books. That's that's part of why this exists. You're a good storyteller. That's why I had the idea in the first place to start a podcast with you. So selling the books is important. Um, definitely, absolutely. If you do not already own his two books, please go buy them. If you do own them and have friends and family members who are into wrestling that don't own them, buy them a copy. The holidays are coming, you know. Yep. Uh, get them, you know, get your kids a Hanukkah gift and give them that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, if nothing else, buy a copy of the book and give it to your local library. Yes, and you know what? My local library now has mine. It'll probably be on the shelf this week. I went to an independent author's uh, 
special last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent three hours down there. I wasn't on a panel. I was invited. I was on a panel last year. Uh, but I visit the local library a couple of times a week. Um, but I, again, I got a nice email from one to, he, you know, head up the apartment department there. And I, this year I just went down there and told him in person. I said, Hey, you all see me down here. Lot. I said, I'm not going to be at a panel, but I'm going to come and support these other authors. And I had about 12 uh, Kentucky authors down there, independent authors. Um, and I went down, I just, you know, Q and A's and things like that. Cause I want to get as much experience as I can kind of pay my dues, if you will. They already said next year, Bobby, would you be back on a panel again? I said, yeah, I just wanted a year off, but because I've been on it twice now out of the, out of the three years they've had it. So, uh, anyway, um, they took my book and they had pinned me, pay me for the last couple of years. And they now have, I kicked out on two at the Boyd County public library at the Ashland branch. And you can get three, there's three branches. Um, and you can get my book down there. It'll be out on the shelf. I think, uh, next Friday, if I'm not mistaken. So if you're in the Ashland area, um, greater tri-state area, they've got pin me, pay me. And they've got, um, I kicked out on two. And like Jeremy said there, uh, buy a copy and donate it to your local library. That'd be a really, really cool thing. I think. Give it as a donation to a library. Leave one laying around somewhere where you know an airport or a hotel room or something like that where someone might find it that says, wow, I think I'll read this, you know. That'd be real cool. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you know, Bobby, you just brought up and you're kind of in that same media market, the uh, Cincinnati media market. Partially, you know, Kentucky shares a big part of that. Yeah. And it makes me think about that time in 1978 where that radio station dropped all those live turkeys on people. Oh, yeah. yeah. WKRP down yeah. there, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, what was the problem with those turkeys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Let's move on. Okay. Let's go to number two here. Oh. All right. I, I, I remember this, and I did remember it. Does that make sense? Um, it's one of those things I, I just put it out there to, to Jeremy and to text. And uh, it was one of those times like I knew this happened. I was watching that time, but I didn't remember the whole storyline. But basically it goes like this. Uh, Cain kidnapped Lita. <laughs> he rapes her. He forced her to marry him. Uh, he gets upset to have a baby. Um, I don't know. Then she eventually falls in love, but then she didn't. I wasn't sure on this part if she had a miscarriage or she didn't. Again, to me, that's no laughing matter on that. Uh, it went too far, but I guess I forgot this, but text sent this part of it said Snisky, uh, punted the, the fake baby. I just, so I don't even know if she delivered it. Th- how did all that? It's just too, to me, Jeremy is here. Um, I like Kane. Glenn's a hell of a good dude, okay? I love the character, the big red machine, etc. Lita, I thought, was so fucking talented. You know, go back and listen to our woman's episode on Lita. We put her over huge because she was such a great in-ring talent as yeah. a performer. And then she's caught up in this thing. So all I'm going to say is this, and I'll throw it to you. This whole angle to me was more fucked up than a can of fish and worms. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, I... I don't remember this, and I went and read about it uh, this morning, and I don't even know where to fucking start with this one, Bobby. Exactly. Just... Okay. I think I summed it up what text said. Yeah, you know? it just, you know, it just... Yeah. What, what, don't... what is something, or there's... There, you... What, how do you get them writing? What was it you said earlier? I think you, you either texted it to me, or you, you read it, you said something off the air about uh, rape, uh, murder. What was the whole thing? You said something about get. Uh, I can't remember how you said rape and 
raping miscarriages or raping abortions oh, yeah, or something. Nothing says that, good TV like kidnapping and rape, you know. There you go. That's what it was. <clears throat> so let's just end this number two on this because, again, it was more fucked up than a can of fishing worms. If you want your ratings to go up, apparently you have to fucking kidnap and rape people. And I just don't know what your fucking end game on that is at all because, to me, uh, both of those things are way too fucking wrong. I don't remember if she did or did not have the baby. I'm going by what Tex said. Apparently something happened because Snitsky came out and punched something. Maybe it was a fucking hand for all I know. I'm just going to say this before we go number one. That's when pro wrestling went too far on that angle there. That was number two. And I'll let Jeremy kick us into number one. And I had to refresh myself with this one this morning because several people sent it to me on my um, Twitter account. Uh, I think you mentioned it. I know Tex mentioned it. And um, I was just like, wait a minute, let me double check. I even wrote you a note. Let me double check. And about 10 minutes later, I said, okay, <laughs> that's on the list somewhere, Jeremy. And then I went and watched a couple other things. But anyway, what is it, number one, Jeremy? Well, number one is uh, oh, Katie Vick. Oh, Jesus. I was like, who the fuck is Katie Vick? Wait a minute, what did I miss here? And as soon as I pulled it up, I was like, okay, I know where this is going. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, I guess – necrophiliac you can throw it in there oh, uh, yeah. necrophilia you can throw it in there murder rape and fucking dead people i guess triple h dressed up as um big red machine once again uh and he's in a funeral parlor in the back and i guess there's a girl in there in the coffin and that's miss katie vick and uh it's triple h trying to expose the big red machine uh for being a sick person and anyway he eventually he fills her up first of all that's just not right. You don't go to fucking funerals and fill people up. I'm sorry. No. You know? Well, then he removed her bra, and he's hearing voices like fucking Richie from Dust of Dawn, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yes, 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 I'll eat your pussy, of course, you know, or whatever. I can do that for you. So eventually he strips her little cheerleading panties off and climbs in a coffin with her and proceeds to. They do have the decency to cut away the candles and fucking music and flowers and this and that. I'm like, wait a minute. Everyone knows what's fucking going on. The only thing about the bit, is again, this is number one because it's too fucking sick. Pro wrestling has went too far. Uh, you know, Triple H was talking to a stiff and he says, think speaking of stiff. Okay. So he thinks he throws in a couple little, you know, witty little sayings here or there. At the end, he grabs her head, pulls the brain and says, Oh, I did, I did fuck your brains out. Okay. That, that I guess is enough to say, okay, if you, if you really believed in this, you, you shouldn't be getting upset about it because you can see it's just a bit, folks. It's just a vignette with Triple H fucking a corpse, okay? So that's the bigger picture. Uh, go ahead. We can, we can kidnap. We can murder and we can fucking have necrophiliacs on our fucking program because we need ratings. To me, Jeremy, I'm saying that's when pro wrestling went too far. <laughs> that, yeah, I. 2002, wasn't that also a period where they were trying to refocus on getting kids to watch again? Oh, geez. Um, uh, <clears throat> so, it, it, I don't know. It, you know, <laughs> Bobby, I just don't even know where to go with this one. I will um, say this, Jeremy. Thanks for another great episode. Oh. I hope everyone enjoyed the top 10 list of when pro wrestling went too far. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm Bobby Blaze. Follow me on Twitter at 744. I'd appreciate it very much. I have some good interaction there. Uh, 
Jeremy, I'll let you close out the show, and I'm just going to say, hey, fans, thanks for being friends and fans of the program. I appreciate you. The professor appreciates you. And uh, just take care of each other out there. The world's tough. You just be tougher. And uh, show some kindness. Spread some kindness. Show some love. Spread some love. And take care of each other. And I'm out of here, Jeremy, because that's just fucked up as a can of fish and worms. (laughs) This, oh, this was like stepping on a landmine, man. This Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I think the only thing we can do now is wrap this show up because once Katie Vick shows up, that pretty much means that your 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 ratings are as low as they're going to get and your stock is falling as low as it possibly can. The month that Katie Vick was brought up on the show is the lowest in the history of WWE stock value ever. <laughs> That's all there is to it. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it very much. It has been a pleasure to have you. It's been your pleasure to listen to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. Bye-bye, everybody.